and welcome to the Over 40 Pivot, and I'm your host, Cameo Holt. This podcast is focused on helping women over 40 through all the new challenges, or what I like to call the pivot, that we face in this new season of life. This community is a place where we can come and share our stories and just be plain old supported. The Over 40 Pivot offers motivation and strategic lessons on how to embrace your pivot season and confidently get to the next level in your life and business. So let's get started. So hello, Mary D. I'm so excited to meet you today. Great to be here, Cameo. Thank you. And thank you so much for joining us. So first off, I want you to introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about your business. Absolutely. I am known as the Joy Catalyst. My name is Mary D, and I love to sprinkle happy dust on everyone I meet. I'm a keynote speaker, a mentor, and a business advisor, and I specialize in leadership and operations efficiency. I feel all the happiness. Like, as you said, you sprinkle. It's like I felt the sprinkles on me. I love that. Sometimes I blast, but today I'm sprinkling. <laughs> you can feel free to blast. If, if, okay. If you okay. get that mood during the interview, just throw it at me. <laughs> you got it. You got it. I love it. So tell us a little bit about, this is all about a pivot. Um, I believe that everyone goes through change. And when, while we're going through it, sometimes we think that we're alone. So that's why I've created this community to help people hear other people's stories and maybe get some help or some ideas of how they can be better in their lives. So with that being said, can you give us one of your pivot stories? Oh, I have so many, but I'm going to give you guys probably the most recent one because it's definitely timely. And it's one of those stories that will help you see that you can take any pain and turn it into purpose. And I think that's the message I definitely want everyone to hear today. So about, oh, I think it's four years ago now. It's been a, it's been a minute. Uh, I was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer. My dog of 14 years died and I lost two businesses because I was going through a lawsuit with the FTC. If you have ever had to deal with a government agency, anything three digits, it's a pretty miserable experience. They uh, shoot first and aim later. And that was financially devastating. It was emotionally devastating. Uh, in addition to all the, the weight that was happening for me at that time. So it's hard to go from you know, six and eight figure businesses that are bringing you easy income to suddenly having to start all over again. And when I say start all over again, this is me coming out of breast cancer recovery, like not even knowing what things are going to look like for me. And in our home, I'm the breadwinner. So this is one more layer of this like weight of there's a lot on me right now. And I'm going to have to figure this out. So after going through all of that, what I will say is a part of what really helped me create the pivot and also get motivated to figure out what that was going to be. They were in the daily habits that I'd already developed from my previous success. And so I think that's really important. Like I like to tell people, I'm actually glad I was an entrepreneur before I was a cancer patient. 
because the mindset piece, those ebbs and flows, the ups and downs, how things can be high one month and low another, those are the same feelings and emotions and ride that you go through with a cancer diagnosis as well. It's very up and down, touch and go, uh, you know, really you, you give up, you keep going. There's so many of those things. And so that was a big, big part for me. And I just looked back on my life and said, what have I done really well? And how do I double down on that? Like, how do I take all of the lessons in this? Because there were definitely lots of lessons in it. How do I take these lessons and transform them into a, a place of power in my tool belt versus a place of sadness and a place of defeat, right? Because it'd be too easy to kind of crawl in a hole and not come out again. But instead, I was like, no, I'm going to shine a really big light on this. Like, I'm not shy about sharing my story about everything that I went through with my lawsuit. I'm not shy about breast cancer and all the things that that came with. And so that's a big piece of it is I didn't let shame get me down. I shone a nice, great big light on all of the the icky things, the ugly things, right? This wasn't glamorous Facebook look at my, all the, just the highlight reel. Right, exactly. <laughs> the low lights were on there. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a big piece of it. And then the other one is going to be just designing my business more intentionally this time around. So designing it in a way where I said, I'm not after this goal of building my company to be millions of dollars. So it can be, you know, on the, the list and to be, I don't need to be a Google. I don't need to be a, a Tesla. Like that's not important to me. What's important to me is my quality of life. And I think people lose that sometimes because they can get really caught up in the numbers. What well, the numbers account are the numbers. I tell people, it's not what you make. It's what you keep, number one. And number two, designing your business around your lifestyle is is a way that you can do the things that are most important to you. Like what's most important to me is obviously taking care of my health, being able to get out and get sunshine and salt water and hikes and play with my dogs and eat great food and play. And so how do I design my life around that? It's not for me, at least not sitting in an office for 12 hours a day, grinding for a number like that that doesn't have to be it. I can design my life in a way that gives me the freedom I need, but also still gives me the, the, the financial comfort that I need as well. Right. And it's so, it, it, it sometimes takes something, and it's sad to say it sometimes takes something health related to understand how important health is in this whole mm-hmm. scheme of entrepreneurship. It's like, we go out there, we're pushing, pushing, pushing for the profit and the impact and the da, 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 which is great. But if we're not healthy, we can't help our family. We can't, you know, take advantage of the profit or bask in the impact if we can't do what we need to do for ourselves. So that's That's right. Like health is right. Amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah. And, you know, I actually made the decision to heal holistically. So after I had surgery, I chose, I opted out of chemo. I opted out of radiation. I opted out of any of that kind of care, because for me personally, I felt like I am interested in my quality of life. And right now, the data they're giving me based on the breast cancer I had, wasn't telling me that doing those things were going to give me quality of life. And so I'm 
obviously proud to say that I'm, you know, cancer free. I'm still here. I like to say I'm not dead yet. So, <laughs> and, and I think that's powerful because we can also uh, refocus again on what's important to us. And I think that's such a big, big piece of it is our, our health. It really is our wealth and it's got to come first. And that really made me reprioritize that in a bigger way. I was actually a, a, a health conscious person before, but I can tell you I'm times 10 to, to <laughs> what I was before now, because I'm so much more aware of of everything. And right? you're so of, like, much more grateful to be here. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like the gratitude level is, is even more than it was before. And I mean, I've, I've, I will say this in general, I've been always been a very positive person. You know, joy is a big piece of who I am. And this has just magnified the joy and the gratitude because I have an extra reason to wake up every day. I have an extra reason to be extra grateful. And that explains all the happiness that you exude and sprinkle and boost. <laughs> now I see where it all comes from. And I totally, totally get all of it. Um, it's just amazing. I just like to see your smile. Maybe I will put this somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> but um, you talk about, I wrote down a note because um, you said you learned so many lessons. Can you give us a couple lessons that you learned from from all the things? I think the first lesson I'll lean into is a lesson on health. And that one is when it comes to cancer specifically, people have to know that there's typically not anything they did to make cancer happen. Meaning just because you eat McDonald's every day doesn't necessarily mean that's going to result in cancer. Um, so it's letting people know that like, when we have challenges, whatever they are, it's leaning into that challenge and saying, there's a reason this is here for me. And what can I learn from it? And how can I look at it and figure out where the silver lining is? Because if we look hard enough, there is a silver lining. And oftentimes it's that particular pain that shows up in our life. That's something we can really hone in on and turn it into purpose, whether it's just sharing our story about how we're feeling so other people know that we're not alone. It may be a solution you create in the world or an innovation. It could be, I mean, think about all the things that get created out of, you know, if people are losing their hair, people learn how to make beautiful wigs. If people are losing their hair, they learn to make beautiful head wraps. There's all these really beautiful things that can come out of these situations that don't seem so beautiful. So that's one of them. The other one is in our mindset, just keeping the positive things in front of us. And one of the easiest things that I found that really helped me during my recovery and obviously helps me now as an entrepreneur as well, is when I need that pick me up, I listen to the music that fills my soul and makes my cells dance. I watch comedy I watch something funny and uplifting. I listen to great podcasts like this one that will make me feel good inside and give me something to boost my knowledge and help me move forward. So those are big ones surrounding yourself with people who are non-toxic and who are going to lift you up and just love on you no matter what. So that community, that piece of it, I think is also really important. 
community is everything and I'm just trying to build a good little community for people to just come and feel. I just, when I do these interviews and, I, and I'm sitting here and I'm listening to them back, it's just so fulfilling to hear the stories that I've been hearing. First of all, I was so just taken away by how many people wanted to be on the podcast. <laughs> when I put that out and that came back, that was like an overflow. And I was so gracious for that. But to actually sit and hear the stories and go back and re-listen, it's always so many nuggets that are mm-hmm. within it. And it just makes me feel so full. It just mm-hmm. makes me feel full. So again, thank you. Mm, so welcome so the the quote you said it's not what you make it's what you get to keep it's not what you make it's what you keep yes yes can you go a little further with that because that oh yes I can (laughs) so so it on my entrepreneurial journey and I say this because when I was 18 or 19 I watched someone draw some circles on a paper and I was like oh my gosh people make this kind of money in the world like I was just so young that I wasn't quite comprehending that like, you know, uh, six or seven figures is available to all of us. Right. Like I didn't, you don't even have to necessarily go to school, right. To, to make this kind of money. But when you think about the system and you think about what we're taught at a young age, right. We earn a pause and we earn a grade based on what we can regurgitate back to a teacher. We, go to college, often coming out of it with a lot of debt to go into a, a, these, you know, kind of set boxes of fields right. that are available to us. So it's getting through that bit of noise to understand that there's more, like there's a side where, where we say, hey, creators, come over here. Like right. there's something for you to launch into the world. And then there's teams that can support those creators to do some amazing things in the world. They don't have to be in the box type of professions. Um, and I'm not poo-pooing those in the box professions. Uh, and I'll give you a great example. My brother is a fireman. He's been a fireman his entire career. And firemen, if you know anything about them, they're not sitting around collecting gigantic checks. They're working overtime, they're fighting fires, they're helping people. Um, it's a community service for sure. But my brother was smart enough to say, how do I keep more than I spend? And how do I, what I keep, how do I make it earn its own money, right? Through investing, through some of his own side hustles. He used to trim trees in the neighborhood and people would pay him for that. And that was his side hustle on top of being a fireman. Well, my, my brother is retiring as a millionaire today. So that just gives you an example. Like he, he was a regular guy. He just got his finances right. He always bought a used car. He never bought a new car. You know, he, he did build his own house and paid for that. Uh, He's pretty frugal. He raises his own rabbits and chickens and eats the eggs from the chickens. I mean, there's nothing overly extraordinary, but he's still been able to travel He's been able to see the world and he's lived a great lifestyle. And now he's like, oh my gosh, he said to me the other day, I said to myself, why am I uh, stockpiling all this money to give it to my kids when I die? No way. I'm going to go start spending some of it. That's and, it. And, yeah, and so he's able to have a great time because he's been just, he hasn't tried to keep up with the Joneses. He didn't feel the need to go out and buy Corvettes and Lamborghinis. He just did things in this way that made sense. 
And in this way where he lived within his means, but still was able to have a great time. And I think that that's really important because that thing you want, that lifestyle you want, it doesn't mean you have to go out and burn yourself out making millions to have it in most cases. Most people want to have a home, have a good vehicle, take care of their kids, travel a little, have nice stuff. And, and we don't have to, to, to kill ourselves to get that. Right. And listening to that, it's, it's about what you keep. It just keeps playing in my head, your memories. It's like mm-hmm. your memories. And mm-hmm. you, you can't, those memories mean more than a house. Well, yeah, you need a roof over your head, but yeah. those memories are what keeps the happiness inside. That's right. That's right. Yeah. If you look at studies of centenarians, if you look in the blue zones, uh, blue zones are the areas in the world where the most centenarians live for people who live to be over a hundred in these areas, you'll see they have a strong sense of community. They often actually mix the young children with the older uh, folks because young children are, they're fascinated. They ask questions. And with older people, it gives them an opportunity to talk, to express themselves, to talk about how they grew up, to talk about the past. Um, And it gives them a a sense of purpose, right? Because they're able to pass on this knowledge to these younger kids. Then of course there's nutrition and just the general getting together and eating, getting together and dancing. Uh, It really, at the end of the day, had nothing to do with what kind of food they were eating whether they ate or drank alcohol, like none of those studies have much to do with that portion of it. It really has to do with their quality of life. And that's what I want people to hear is your quality of life. That is so important. And if you put it first, I think you'll find that the other things fall in line behind it in this really beautiful way. Definitely. And to listen to you say that, um, my mother is currently in the hospital. She's currently in ICU and Mm -hmm she's just starting to come to, she had an aneurysm and a a brain bleed. So she's just starting to come to. So listen to you telling that story. It was always my girls and her. (laughs) So she was always up on the new music and they always had her doing the new dances and she would just surround the house like she was their age. And to hear you say that, because when I put them on FaceTime and allow them to talk to her while she's still sleeping, she, she reacts to them. She reacts mm. to them more than me. <laughs> wow. So when they say good morning, grandma, she'll literally just open up her eyes because she hears them. And hearing you say this, it just brings it all together and just makes all the sense. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Well, I wish your mom full and complete healing. Thank you. And I think it's amazing because I'm sure that us having this conversation helps you like reflect on that and go, wow, like what a beautiful memory and, and beautiful for your children as well. Right. Right. Like how, how they're going to be able to carry this memory, no matter what. Exactly. So thank you for that. This has been so great. Um, So we're just going to let you tell the community some of your amazing services and products that could possibly help them. For sure. Well, I'm the creator of Mad Loveology Retreats, and they are designed to spark and deepen connection, confidence, and most importantly, transform pain into purpose. So if anyone is ready to transform their pain into purpose, they can check out the link on my site. It's maryd.com. It's just my name spelled out, M-A-R-Y-D-E-E.com. 
Uh, we will head to Costa Rica later this year and have a amazing retreat there. Yes, I'm super excited about that. I'm finally getting out of the country after being cooped up. <laughs> Everybody's ready to get out. That's right. That's right. And then for those that want to participate, we're going to be launching the uh, Mad Loveology Pain to Purpose series. It's a five-day challenge. It's easily delivered to your inbox so that you can do it on your own time. And then you do get together as a group at the end of it to walk through uh, processing and implementation. And it'll be a lot of fun. And I do that for free. This is super uh, a passion for me. And I really want to share that joy of letting people lean into uh, taking, you know, transforming that pain and leaning it into purpose because purpose helps us get up and get out and change the world. Exactly. Can you let them know where you are on the socials? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. No, for sure. So on social media, you can reach me at my handles are, are the same on Instagram and Facebook. It's at the Mary D and clubhouse. I'm on there weekly as well. For any of you that are affected by breast cancer, please check out our nonprofit. It's thebreasties.org. We have tons of free resources and support and just love for that community, whether you are a caregiver, a survivor, or if you are actually going through your own breast cancer journey right now. And with that, I have a book coming out also later this year. It's called Just Eat the Cake, a life for living, excuse me, a recipe for, it's called Just Eat the Cake, a recipe for living your best life. Okay. Awesome. You are all over doing it all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for this interview. I so enjoyed it. You are a blessing, like a total blessing. And thank you oh, so thank much. You. <laughs> I appreciate you having me on. I love what you're doing in the world. And I'm excited about the impact that it's going to make. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen in. To get more information on my coaching and design services or to show some love, I love all the love. (laughs) Visit CameoHope.com and we'll chat soon. Bye.